Jolt Go! with Larry Flick on Sirius XM Out Q. I'm Larry Flick, and this is the Jolt on Sirius XM Out Q. <laughs> Poor Perry Gilbert just got busted with the wrapping because she was taking her gum out. You could keep your gum in. Oh, I. I was ready to take it out. Were you done? <laughs> yeah. Had you had you sucked all the flavor out of yes. it? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little real life radio in this Over-chewed. room. Overchewed. Yes. Overchewed. Oh, Overchewed. So, I have to say it smells really nice in here. I washed up just for you. You did? Oh, thank you. Soap. Much appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Perry Gilvin in the brand new show, Mr. Robinson, which premieres on NBC following America's Got Talent on August 5th. And um, uh, it, it uh, co-stars Craig Robinson. And you play you play the principal. I love that you said co-star, but I have to say it is called Mr. Robinson. So I it's know, fair. but he's, you know what? I don't think he dragged his hiney up into the studio today. So when he shows up, then. You're right. That is fine. Okay. He just, he's right. somewhere eating a bonbon. So, you know, when he comes up to visit and he's absolutely invited, then he'll be the star. But All until right. then. Thank you, Larry. Hi, I appreciate Perry. that. Hi. <laughs> that and you're washing up. You're, that, this is awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best for you. Oh my God. What did I do to deserve this? I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. Well, you're wearing a gorgeous blouse today, Thank and you're you. so perfectly tanned. Oh, well. How that... hard is it to be so perfect? Uh, you know, it's it's hard. I don't know how I do it. <laughs> so so um, what was appealing about this this project? Because TV, TV is tough, especially when you have such a, a good pedigree. People are going to see your name on this show, and they're going to have expectations. Yes. And that's, you know, you can't ask for any more than that, really, you know, to have been able to do what I got to do. And it's one of the reasons why I really did want to do this, because they've been working on this show for a while, ever since I read for it a couple of years ago. And back then it was in a single camera version. And so this time when they came back to it, they did shoot a single camera version and they decided this is going to be good as a multicam and it's something they were interested in doing and they adore Craig and rightfully so I think there's nothing there's no one I know more versatile he has an incredible range he's super talented really funny yes and he's also an amazing musician and I I'm not I, I really mean this he sits he has this band called the Nasty Delicious and they're part of the show and he plays these songs, and his songs are hilariously dirty and, and double entendre. They're also very clever. And he plays his brothers in the band. The band is really good. Apparently, the horn section is not there. But they do come in occasionally. But I think it's just a, a room, the room on the stage situation. But he's so good at that. He has this whole raunchy side that we all adore. And the dry, raunchy, you know, will do anything, say anything. And then he he comes to the, our school. He comes to this school to teach, and he works with the kids. And there's a this camp counselor that is as authentic as the raunchy guy, and as giving and organic. And the kids adore him. And he's just got this natural ability with him. And this is based on stuff that he really did. He was a music teacher, a substitute music teacher, and he ha- does have a band called the Nasty Delicious. And he's 
a movie star, and he's now got another TV series. I mean, he's just got a lot of facets to him, and yet he just remains so rooted and down to earth. But what's really neat about what I've seen of the show is that it is um, there's room for all of you. There is room for all of us. It's a perfect way to put it because he allows that, wants that, welcomes it. And the writers have been doing that. They've been they've got a bunch of characters to develop for. Brandon T. Jackson plays his brother. Uh, this wonderful actor named Ben Coldike that Rob and Mark worked with before. He's hilariously funny. Spencer Grammer, Kelsey's daughter, who I've known since she was ten. Asif Ali, uh, Tim Bagley, who's hilarious. Me, the three kids, Amanda Stenberg and Dante Brown and Francesca Iam. They're all. The, the, those are like the nine people, you know, and they're everyone's getting developed, you know, simultaneously, and they've been great to me. And you know, it's just finding the balances, and Craig's just so wide open to all of that. How how um, long does it take for you to find um, your rhythm in an ensemble? Because uh, a good ensemble. Is uh, is it has is almost like a great orchestra or a band, um, very musical and and very delicate. Yeah, yeah. very delicate. And your extreme, your part of your strength is that you know how to shine in a group. Um, so how how long does it take for you to find that? Well, I think it's a ongoing thing. I think you're constantly finding new places as we do in real life we constantly evolve you know and change and a little in little incremental pieces and I, I think the main thing is I have theater background Craig has theater background everyone in our cast does and the Fraser cast was all pretty much theater trained and so with that comes this um, part of your training is to allow other people to have their process while you're having your process and to be respectful and if you step on toes to step back and if someone steps on your toes to just gently let them know and to treat each other with respect so that you can do that you know and I have found that among everyone in this cast as well as the Fraser cast and so I, I think sometimes it's sometimes it's kind of dependent on that or you know, if you have to, if you sort of have to work more on your own, which I can't even think of a time I I have had to, then you you know you just have to stay as true as you can to what that script is saying. You, know, you just keep going back to the script, back to the material. What is, what are the writers saying here? What is my function in this? What is my character here to do? It's a very interesting uh, tightrope that you have to walk, though, because in order to be um effective in your job there has to be a degree of ego right you have to have a, a you know a, a, a strong self uh, possession but then in order to be part of an ensemble you have to know when to turn your ego off uh, and and service the, the the larger picture of it all i'm i'm fascinated by by your skill because i've seen you in 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 a number of things and you just, yeah, I, I'll say it again. You always seem to know when to shine. Um, Thank you. Do you, I mean, have you always played well with others? Were you like that kid? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah? Yeah, I always tried. I mean, I'm a little bit of a people pleaser in a in kind of a gross way. But, <laughs> 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 but 
but you know, but I'm more comfortable. That's me. That's I'm trying to. You have to be true to yourself, you know. And then in, with characters, if they're not exactly like you, you have to find a way to be true to them. Is there part of you that's shy? Yes. Very, but then there's also a very. I'm a Gemini. I think there's two people. Uh, in here. I'm sorry, so that's shallow you, and superficial. No, no. <laughs> I, I love that I actually said that to you. Like, it explained me. That's. Oh, but you know God. what? I am <laughs> such a lunatic about astrology. You are. I'm a Cancer. Oh, I don't even know what that means. Cancer, uh, uh, parental, creative, and don't fuck with me. Oh. In, oh. In like three three bullet points. When is your birthday? Monday. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. But but Geminis are fun be, because they keep you on your toes, don't they? Little, yeah. But but it's funny. I, I, you're, you're, I, I detected the shyness just because of your comfort in playing in a group. And, and, and did that, when you, went, when you decide to do this for your life's work, were you trying to break out of your shyness? I, I, yeah, my mom always said, it's so funny that you're saying this. My mom always said to me, you're not, you do not have the personality of an actress. You're like, you want to hide, you know, and you're, you're not uh, an extrovert. You know, mm. why, how are you really going to do this? You know, and then we took an acting class together and it was really fun because there was this guy visiting from the RSC in Dallas William Hootkins, he was actually an American actor, but he'd gone to Britain and he was a member of the RSC and he'd come back to Dallas to teach a class. And we were doing, um, she and I were doing Stella and Blanche from Streetcar in this, and we, in, you know, I was a student of drama, you know, since childhood. And my mom loved acting too. And we, she and I are on our way to class and we're supposed to perform that night. And she hadn't, she would never rehearse with me. She would never, I'm like, you don't even know your lines. And we were in the car, we were, you know, I was running lines trying to make sure she knew her lines and everything. And she, she kind of, she, she faked it. She got, she got it. So we got on stage and we did the part, we did the scene and I was like mortified you know, to do this for this RSC actor. And at the end of the scene, he goes, well, obviously you guys have been working on this for years because, you know, and, and I was like, really? She barely knows the lines. How can you say that? And then he said it was wonderful. And then, you know, we told him we were mother and daughter and he, and he sort of said, that's the history. That's mm. the history is all on stage with you. It doesn't matter if you're saying the lines perfectly. It's about you, your relationship. And I think I actually learned more from that than maybe anything, you know. Because That's incredible to know. That's yeah. really incredible. Um, it's funny, though, because do you find then, because you're somewhat introverted or totally introverted, I don't know, <laughs> that at the end <laughs> of... At the end of uh, a day, that you're just you're you're so exhausted. Sometimes, yeah. I'm thinking about that just because I I, I consider myself to be very very shy, and no one ever believes it. And then I was I was I've been reading this new John Cleese book. You should read it. It's so great. And he describes himself as introverted, and he said, "What you need to know is that an introvert can be extroverted for a period of time." It just takes more work, and I have to lay down after I talk to everybody. Well, that man is giving 110% I know. of himself. You I know. know, but it's an interesting thing to, to consider, isn't it? That, yeah, yeah. That you can be a, a, a great performer, as you are, 
and still consider yourself to be shy? Well, the, in um, when I went to school in England for a while, and one of my teachers there, and I think English people have such a great way of analyzing things, you mm. know, emotional things, and they're able to describe their feelings with such alacrity and such uh, eloquence. And he said to me, Brian Carter, he goes, I think actors are people with extra energy, and they sell it. So maybe it comes from an energy place as opposed maybe. to a social place. but. And not to get, not to do this on purpose, but that was what was so wonderful about the Fraser cast, and is very similar and wonderful about Mr. Robinson. Is nobody's on, everybody's doing their work and having a great time at it. But if somebody needs some quiet time, or somebody needs some time to figure out what they're doing. It gets quiet. Well, it's the difference between punchlines and situationally funny, isn't it? When mm -hmm. you're doing this kind of work, because the punchlines will disappear from most people's memories pretty quickly, but you'll always remember a moment if it's natural and you're laughing because you relate to it, which is which is what what I loved about Frasier and what 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 Mr. Robinson feels like it's going to be giving us. It feels like it's going to give us funny moments based out of honesty and relationships. Yeah. You know, Seems really cool to to consider that at a time when people feel like they need to be sandblasted to get any kind of pulse, mm -hmm. that's something so potentially subtle in places. Even though this is this has its big moments of laughter, that's something that has some subtlety can can get on the air. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is there a part of you that? is surprised that this project is even existing, separate from the fact that Craig Robinson is the talent he is. But this is a unique project for anybody. I agree. I agree. And and, and I and it and it's been around for such a long time in a good way with people really saying how look at this, you know, how do we make this work? And that's another amazing thing is yeah. people staying with it and really considering you know the creative aspects of it as well as you know all the other aspects of it but you can't you know we learned during Frasier and my god cheers and I love Lucy and Dick Van Dyke you know you you can have hilarity and you can also have those really meaningful moments of truth and you know this the stronger the laugh the stronger the the, the connection you know and and so in LA, you know, I'm not a comedy writer. I wish I could write, but there's always sometimes there's you know someone will, you know, you'll be talking about something tragic of any kind, something from the news or something personal, and then you know there's that knee jerk somebody's got to make a joke, you know, and then everyone sort of goes, "Thank you for doing that. <laughs> Thank you for making it funny," and it feels sometimes it feels so you know it feels so bad or like you know wrong to do that but i think it's a real if you can make people laugh a little bit and yeah. get out of it puts air back in the room <laughs> yeah yeah it puts air back in the room so but you have to have that other thing to take that takes the air out of the room yeah very true but you also have to for um for a show like this to work you have to really define the character all the characters very carefully because part of what made Frasier work, part of what made a lot of long run shows, a lot of long run 
uh, ensemble shows work is after a while laughing out of anticipation for what the character will say or do because you could imagine someone saying to you blah 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 and before you've answered I'm laughing because I already know what you're like and so I'm really hoping that your line is going to be as funny as what I'm hearing in my head can you imagine the pressure on the writers yeah <laughs> I imagine the pressure on the writers. I imagine the pressure on on the the company and the director. Um, so when you're trying to build that, what's the first thing you're doing for your character so that she becomes distinctive enough so that we will eventually fall in love with her and start anticipating her? Well, I always think too if you think about it that a lot of times the biggest laughs after a couple of years are when people act against what you're expecting when mm. people do things out of character mm. and you know or you know that that you expected Niles to say this and he does something else you know or Niles walks out in a motorcycle jacket or what you know but but what makes it work is because Niles deeply became deeply attracted to a young girl in a motorcycle jacket and deeply wanted to connect with her so it wasn't like oh let me just put on a motorcycle jacket for a sight gag it came from a real intent and desire on his part that was so lovable and pathetic <laughs> 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 but but that's the so you just you have to find what makes these people tick you know and I had a, I have a great friend that in my mind I always based Roz on and who was very much like Roz because I really wasn't and and um and I had and I struggled with that a lot and um but then over the years I've come to like you know I I love that I got to play that part but yeah. at the time I was very worried about it because <laughs> I was a southern girl I was you know I remember getting into a deep conversation with a friend of mine that Roz was not a whore she was a slut <laughs> and there is a difference <laughs> there is a difference there's a huge difference yes ask any gay and, man and I don't know if it even matters. You know, I mean, and I don't think she cared. she didn't care. No, I don't <laughs> think she cared at all. No, which is what, you know, that's so freeing. So when you walk on the set for the first time, does everyone want to touch you like a little Buddha for good luck? The, for the first time ever, it sort of felt that way a little bit at, at, uh, at Mr. Robinson. It was, and it was really sweet because these are really accomplished people in their own worlds and I felt the same way about them. Really? Yeah. Because you're 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 the kind of actor who I don't think of as just turning up because you need a job. I feel like you're turning up because you feel good about what might be happening when everyone comes together. And so that feels like I would think if I were part of that company, oh, I think I got lucky. Let me go. Let me go just <laughs> touch the hem of her dress for a minute and hope for the best because you know, you were part of some really great stuff yeah. in the past. When you when you when you consider the fact that you were part of lightning in a bottle, right? This this thing that nobody could predict and that became important to the history of television, which is crazy to say, but it's true. Um how do you ponder the rest of your creative life after that? Did you just like were you paralyzed? 
No, no, not at all. I had babies as Fraser was ending. And so two babies were born the Friday before the finale aired. And I oh had, was, so I was very, very distracted. You were busy. Busy. So, and then also we talked about that and joked about it a lot. You know, we'd sit upstairs and hear stories about our, you know, tell stories about our friends who, you know, one friend of ours said, I do not want to move to New York. My kids are here in school. My husband, I can't move to New York. And, and they're not taking that out of the contract, you know, and, and everyone went, don't worry. They're never going to go to New York. They're never going to go to New York. And then, you know, the next thing, of course, she's packing her bag is going, God damn it. I knew I shouldn't have signed that contract because she was <laughs> on her way to New York. And so we were going, and we're like, that's us. That'll be us, you know? And I just remember, and David looking at me going, what's it going to be like? And I'm like, well, I don't know, but it's never going to be like this again. And we just, we always knew it. And so I do, that's one thing I hold on to a lot is that we appreciated every second of it. And look what we, we've all gone and done exactly what we wanted to do. We, it gave us that and, and, and we continue to grow and look for new things to do and new adventures. And, and then we all keep in touch. <laughs> is that the greatest feeling though? Yeah. To feel like there's still more to do. Yes. That's really neat. Perry Gilbin, thank you for spending time with me today. It's such a pleasure to meet you. I'm such a big fan. And uh, and this show, it's really fun, y'all. It's called Mr. Robinson. It premieres August 5th after America's Got Talent. That's 9 o'clock. Make sure you watch it. Stick around. There's more to come on The Jolt.